0: Are you ready kids?
1: Hi, aye, aye, Captain.
0: Look at me short. I'm the captain
1: now. Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello and welcome to a really fucked up episode of the Supercoach Co-Captain Sport uh, Podcast. I've already stuffed up. I'm your host, Dano, and with me
0: as always, we have Paddo. Welcome, Paddo. Yes, hello, Dano. It sounds like it's going to be a good one tonight, so uh, let's get stuck into it. Yeah, we're going to do things a
1: bit backwards this week, uh, Paddo, because no one's got any fucking trades. I've got one left and I've got to use it. So, But we'll move on quickly to the team of the week, and
0: that was Duncan's team, King of the Hill. Fucking huge score there, Pato. Who did he have and what was his score? Yeah, scored a massive two thousand seven hundred forty-six. A great job, Duncan. Um, really solid team. Had James Sicily and Tom Stewart in defence, who just fucking mopped up everything that came their way. Um, Jack Steele in midfield, which makes me fucking sick. <laughs> uh, Darcy Cameron up forward. A lot of people actually rage traded him after he missed a week, and now it looks like he might come good. So that's I guess, why well, you don't. Trade your underperforming primos um, like Jack Steele because they could come good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, really, really good team, Duncan. Well done. And that's with Rory Lead on his bench as well. So, congratulations Fuck. on getting the high score in our group.
1: Yeah, I was happy with my 2619 Pato. And then I was like, holy shit, all these 2700 scores. And then I realized, oh, yeah,
0: I don't have Sicily. So. <laughs> For those, speaking of that, Dano, for those that don't follow me on Twitter, I posted that I had a weird feeling that Jack Bytel was going to outscore Marcus Windhager, <laughs> and I went with Jack Bytel. Obviously, couldn't loophole because they are teammates. Um, Bytel scored 31, and I didn't catch the game, but I found out that Windhager played half back and got 30-odd touches for 104. Um <laughs> I actually scored 2492 as well. So it probably cost me a pretty decent score there. But anyway, live, laugh, love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pato. Um, we're going to go
1: a bit different this week. Like I said, we're going to do listener questions first because no one apparently has trades anymore. So we're going to start off with the listeners, Pato. And one person who I think has a trade is Lloydie, uh, most likely. So he goes, if Himmelberg scores enough for a loop, Who do I take off for him, Will Day or Rory Atkins? I'd have to say Rory Atkins. Wouldn't
0: you, Paddy? Oh, that's actually really tough because Atkins, since Stephen King took over, has actually been slutting it up in defense. So he's scored 112 and 99 in his last two, which Mm. for Rory Atkins is actually really good. Um, have got 120-odd over the weekend as well, didn't he? I don't know because I don't own him and I don't care. 109 he scored. So it's a tough one. I I like Will Day's role. I probably, oh, although Will Day scored 90. So yeah, Will Day doesn't score as well without Sicily in the team, Um, but Will Day plays against St. Kilda on the weekend. So that could be a nice matchup. Yeah, it's a toughie. Isn't Himmelberg it? plays the Dogs, though, at Mars. So yeah, that's so- not a great matchup but yeah, Atkins he said, plays Brisbane.
1: He said, if Himmelberg scores enough for a loop, who does he take off for him, Day or Atkins?
0: I'd, so he's assuming
1: that Himmelberg's going, like, this is if Himmelberg, let's say, goes 110. I'd say Day. So I'd say Atkins.
0: Hmm. Atkins is playing Brisbane, so that might come into it. Mm.
1: Pentelis says, any advice for those
0: who have run out of trades but need to trade out Walsh? <laughs> Um, same, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was fucking stoked on the weekend though He we had 120 odd in 100 uh, odd just after quarter time And I thought, fuck Ronnie for a 200 And then I found out he picked can, a semi
1: Can I just say So I know Who runs that nerds For life um, Super coach page The early crow On Sam Walsh As VC or whatever was brilliant
0: isn't Nerds for Life Pantelis? It is. <laughs> oh, that was the joke. I
1: was trying not to help him. He loves it, though. He loves it. But, yeah, Pantelis, I, I you was gotta, really you on stand- that one.
0: Yeah, I was you, like, you got to stand by what you say, really. Oh, he let he the early
1: crow, because as soon as he looked amazing, he's like, oh, yeah, like and who didn't listen to me? And I, I think it was literally 20 seconds later while she goes down. <laughs>
0: So it was your fault, Pantalis. Thanks, mate. Fuck. <laughs> he'll he'll
1: he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. But anyway, um, we've only got one other question, Pado, Because, like I said, everyone's run out of trades essentially, um, and it's Scoby. He goes, rank these in order of being a flog and levels of genuine shit blokeism. So you got Trent Cotchin, Willie Rioli, Tom Lynch, Johnny Barrasso, Stuart Broad, and Piers Morgan. <laughs>
0: Um, Piers Morgan is a default first, surely. I think I think you got to go
1: Piers Morgan, Stuart Broad, Besto. No, I'm going to say Tom
0: Lynch. Oh. <laughs> I have it on very good authority, don't I? Yeah. His wife is actually a worst bloke, not like bloke, actual bloke, but worst person.
1: Oh really, Tom Lynch? Yes, Tom Lynch. Oh. So by. By association, he should be third.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Willie Rioli has punched two blokes this year, though, on the footy field. Probably more off it. Mm. Um, But Trent Cotchen, I think you've got to put down the bottom with this one. I'm a Richmond fan, but I can't get behind the notion that Trent Cochin's a shit bloke because he's not.
1: That's why I said he's down the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, okay. (laughs) Pardo, people have run out of trades. And those who have yes, one I- left have got to trade out Sam Walsh or fucking Jordan Ridley or something like that. So what do we do?
0: There's actually some pretty decent value on offer. Um, I just want to put it out there, and this um, full credit to the Dr. Supercoach boys who mentioned that um, if you have an Ashcroft and, and he is a bench guy, don't trade him out hold on to him. He's not going to lose value. Wait until you need the trade. Wait until you get a premium injured to know where you need. Because if you trade him out for a nice value guy and you end up losing uh, Tim English to injury, uh, you'll be spewing. So I just want to preface with that. Um, There's actually some really good value on offer. Um, And we won't go through sort of stats or anything like that. People can look them up themselves. But Zach Butters at a 529K actually makes you money off Walsh. Yeah. Um, which is pretty crazy, averaging 107. Um, Are you going to say it? I kind of have to say Jack Steele. I'm not, that's not who I'm referring to. I think oh. Tuke Miller provides really good value, although the role doesn't look fantastic. But I think two weeks back from a longer term injury, I think from someone that didn't play VFL, just went straight in. I think he's ready to sort of boom for the last month. So that's a decent option there.
1: Paddo, I'm just going to say something. This is from yeah. round eight onwards 129, 116, 106, 164, 93, 23, 114.97. Priced at 504. So that twenty three's really fucked him up. That's Josh Kelly. Oh. His break even oh. is 79. <laughs> Have five hundred four k on the nose. Come on, Pato,
0: you cannot possibly advocate for someone to use their final trade on Josh fucking Kelly.
1: Watch him burn now, people. Watch him fucking burn.
0: No one's doubting his ability to score. Like we know he can score, but we also know he can pick up hamstrings and concussions, and you you can't possibly have that as your final trade in final trade. Like I I can't get around it. Bench guy. Bench loop. For point, okay. he's a bench loop. He's an injury risk. Bench loop. Mason Redman, I I think, is great, great value. Um, he's not DPP, but 457,000. Um, with the news of Ridley missing the rest of the regular season, he should have a monopoly on kick-ins, and he actually does have a bit of a spike. Um, traditionally, when Ridley misses, because he gets a lot more of usage in that back line, Um, And they've actually got a really soft draw on the way home as well, except for Collingwood around 24. So I think that's a really great value option if you don't have a lot of money.
1: Now, Paddo, let's say you had (laughs) 631,600.
0: That is well past my filter because I filtered for 550K for the people.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to know for me. Or I'm... I'm I'm going to talk about me for a second, Pat. I'm in a position where I got my last trade and I got Jordan Ridley. Uh, Campbell Chesser as my only bench guy. Mm. Not the greatest. Unless he randomly pops out a 70-odd or whatever, I'd be happy. Um, I really want one player in particular, but he's not going to go down in price anytime soon, and that's Sicily. And I've got 631,600 to play with.
0: I think if you can afford it, you, you go for Sicily.
1: I can't. Can't afford it. Oh, you can't. I got six hundred and thirty-one thousand six hundred. Oh, you are twelve yeah. short. Yeah. I and someone who's four like three three thousand five hundred short of Dan Houston as well.
0: Someone's run who I really, really love. Um, and you're not gonna like trading into this team, but Luke Davis Uniac. Already got him.
1: Uh-
0: <laughs> wow. For the people out there, Davies Uniac um, presents really good value, has West Coast, Melbourne, Essendon, Richmond, and Gold Coast on the run home. So there's a world where he could average 130 in those five games. So that's pretty nutty. Um, I think mean, people have to also keep in mind that Roland Marshall is under a little bit of an injury cloud. So just be mindful of that. Jesus um Luke Jackson, I don't mind as a five-week punt.
1: Oh, you're, you're giving me some real nervous ones here. Pardo, because you're talking to me about Rowan Marshall. I've got no bench cover in my ruck. I've at least got bench cover in my defense. Mm.
0: So, yeah, Luke Jackson Jackson has scored three 100-plus scores in the games that Sean Darcy has missed, and he has been ruled out for the rest of the season. If you can bring him into your forward line, it gives you the ruck cover you need that if Rowan Marshall does miss a week announced... Or announced early enough that you can rotate your players, that Luke Mark- uh, Luke Jackson can provide that cover. Mm. Four hundred and fifty-seven thousand. So actually, a really really good price. I brought in Jared Wits with my final trade last week. Dano for Sean Darcy. Yeah. Um. That's not going to help you though for Jordan yeah. Ridley. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this is the dilemma. It's Jordan Ridley. I've got Campbell Chesser as my cover. But then you're talking about Rowan Marshall potentially under an injury cloud and all I've got is Nick Madden on the fucking bench.
0: Yeah, so if you can use DPP, I think you try and bring some in, and whether you go DC or Jackson, they're both. Jackson has a better ruck run home than DC and we've spoken about that previously. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh, you got to love what some listeners? What about Sam Doherty, Dano?
1: Well, this is this is another dilemma I have. So I've got, and and I've always thought of this, Paddy. Would you be comfortable having like seventy k left over once the season's
0: done? Oh, do you, are you logged into my team? I no, have no, no. no, I'm not. I have seventy seven thousand in my fucking bank that I can't <laughs> use, and well, it I've makes got, me filthy.
1: Well, this is why I'm trying to maximize my dollars, and I can get Luke Ryan but I don't feel comfortable getting Luke Ryan, even though he's playing well. I just don't feel Because he's a fake primo, yes. No, because you can, every week you call him a fake primo, and now I'm starting to think he is, even though he pumps out good scores. Um, but like then I look at Sam Doherty, and I'm like, I will still have like 80K left over, and I can't use it. Would I feel comfortable doing that? Or would I feel I comfortable be- just like letting someone like a Cunningham just keep making cash, field Chesser for a week, like, Rid- Ridley misses four weeks minimum, so he's out pretty pretty much the whole season. So I've got to trade him. Fuck.
0: It's I mean, really annoying. Of all weeks, you have to feel Chester would be this week because they play north, but I would not feel comfortable with that at all. Nah. <laughs> um, Doherty did get some inside mid-time on the weekend because Walsh went down, and obviously, Chera and Cripps were out. Um I believe they're listed as tests for the weekend, Dano, so he could get some more inside time just with Walsh missing the next couple of weeks.
1: Mm. People struggling for cash as well. Um, Callum Mills is looking decent,
0: got to admit. He played half forward, Dano. He got 107.
1: Yeah, he got lucky and kicked two goals. Did he, like, kick them up in the air and a strong breeze rolled in and, like, trap I carried it like 40 meters.
0: No idea. I watched, I don't think I watched one game. Highly
1: unlikely. So he didn't get lucky. He actually kicked them
0: with skill. Yeah, the role isn't great, though. But bet Luke Parker, Dana, 155 on the weekend. Oh, you needed that, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, fuck off,
1: I (laughs) did. You needed that. You know who did need it also? Errol Goulden. Fuck, 66.
0: But what's crazy, he played midfield and scored that. And he's been dropping one forties on the wing. It's crazy.
1: Mm. Yeah. There, keep him on the wing. Some guys are just what? ridiculously good at it, like Nick Martin.
0: Yeah. So Mills actually was moved out of the midfield because apparently he's dealing with a niggle. So that is concerning. Uh, well, got Ben Keys on the bench,
1: I guess, um, and Cunningham. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's really not good. It's really not good, Pato. It's, it's not, not- no. There's not much to talk about either. No one's got any trades left.
0: Is that a lesson learned, Dano, that people should maybe be a lot more conservative with their trades next year? And I'm I'm more talking about early days where someone like a Ridley, who I started and traded out after I think two weeks because he was playing a lockdown role, um, ended up coming good. I know that's maybe a bad example because he's missing the rest of the season now. But just just a lesson in patience. I mean, a lot of people jumped off Doherty, who, again, got injured, so in hindsight it looked fine, but people jumped off him. Is that a lesson, Dano, that maybe we need to take into next year, that we just need to be a, a bit more conservative and hold trades for this situation? Because we need to remember there hasn't been a footy season this long since 2019. Well, has it
1: been? Wait, did 2019 they have 24 games?
0: Uh, no, it was 23, actually. So there's one extra game this weekend to then, this year.
1: Was it 23 or 24? I swear it was 24. Around 24. So it's not 24 games, 23 games, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've never seen a 24-round season. So yeah, I get it.
0: So, like, it's a longer season than normal. And maybe people, maybe we should have been a bit smarter with that and just thought, look, it's a longer season. the The chances of... All of our primos lasting, and it has been a season where we unprecedented the amount of primos that are going down. Um, Dunkley, Oliver, Walsh, Laird, you know, just the, the list goes on. I'm not going to list them all, but it's been a fucking brutal year for primos. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, and I was talking about this the other day. It's interesting that last year's tactic of going aggressive early, one. Our, our boy JP, the 50 grand. Yeah, this year JP has gone aggressive early and it's backfired on him. Correct. And like one, one year strategy doesn't necessarily work the next year. And like we could be conservative next year and then we get fall further behind because people are getting aggressive with their trades and they get a really lucky run. And like you just don't know. But that's a beauty of fantasy football. That's a beauty of supercoach. You don't know until it happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the lesson is. I don't love when people just copy other people, and and there's a lot of really awesome content creators. But I, I always try and provide advice of sort of what I would do. But I also like to basically say that, hey, this is your choice. This is your team. Go go pick players that you enjoy watching. And if that's someone like Shea Bolton for a Richmond fan, then fucking back yourself in. If if you like being aggressive and trying to jump from primo to primo, then Back yourself in, but also just be aware of the fact that it can backfire. And playing the long game can backfire as well. This year it, it as as you mentioned, it like the long game is what's gonna win Supercoach. Um and I know Supercoach Mama um from two years ago is winner. Um she's a very conservative player and sort of holds her trades and that won her the the money two years ago. So well, there's many ways to skin a cat and I think the last two years has, has proven that and I just think we need to find our own identi- identity which seems weird in a in a fantasy game, but yeah, just back yourself in, get your get what whats what is what you're good at good with if you're good at finding PODs and just fucking yeah, lock that in. Yep. Yep. Don't mind, don't mind. You know what, Paddy do you want to just getting into the V C and C options? Yeah, let's do it. Um, this is our bread and butter. One thing I'm still doing well in this year, the the, the one of many, uh, very few. Did
1: you take Bont's score last week? I did. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not, I'm not risking this shit. And then I saw yeah, all I mean, these other players. Just, you know, what was annoying? LDU actually did outscore him, but he only outscored him by seven. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm.
0: Cool yeah, that. I mean, my my backup captain option was Dawson, who scored 13 less than, uh sorry, 11 less than Bontepalli. So. I had many scores higher than Pali, but I was never going to captain Parker. Um, wasn't going to touch Stewart just in case of a lockdown. Like, just, yeah, back it in, points in the bank. Yep.
1: All right. We're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So let's kick it off with a Friday night game between Collingwood and Carlton, and I hope Collingwood fucking smash Carlton. Anyway. Who you got in this one, Pat, and why is it Disco Dacos? Uh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is the obvious one, but it's worth noting that he scored 100 against them last time. And I think Ed Curno followed him around, and Ed Kerno did play last weekend. So mm. we'll see how that goes. Um, it may even be a George Hewitt who should be in that midfield group as well. So... For a VC, someone with a higher ceiling like Dacos, I think that is really good. Um, Dacos wore Drew last weekend and scored 99, which is fine. He's going to learn from these tags and get better from it. So I think for a VC, it's okay, but there's probably better options.
1: Yeah, we don't know the timeline on Crips, do we? He's a test. Mm. Do you have a good history against Collingwood that you know of? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Let's have a squeeze. Um, last three games: eighty-seven, one twenty-one, one fourteen. So, no, not, really. not spectacular at all. Beautiful. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the next game then. Geelong versus Fremantle at GMHBA Stadium. Hello,
0: this is on the Saturday. The one, no, no, this is the one. So, ooh, my VC um is pretty likely to be Tom Stewart in this one. I think. Um, earlier this year, scored just 91 against Frio. But last year, down at Alphabet Stadium, he scored 187 against Frio. And Frio are looking pretty average. Let's be real with that. So, I think he'll have a lot of intercept possessions available. And, and I think he might feast up on the Frio inside 50s. Yeah, he's projected as 152. So, is that all? Yeah,
1: 152 is huge, but... Uh... That was As the a joke. projected Jesus. That, that was the joke. That was the joke. <laughs> Who else? Anyone else in this one, Pato? Uh no. Maybe oh no. Well, I'm I'm gonna say Andy Brayshaw has been somewhat building. Um this is his scores from around eight. Oh, for some reason I like round eight onwards at the moment, Pato. Uh 149, 88, 134, 127, 107, 107, 129, 80, 107, 114, 116.
0: So my problem with that, Dono, is Geelong have really made an identity lately of being a really restrictive midfield group. Um two weeks ago against Essendon. They obviously Essendon are a really, really star studded midfield group. Parish scored 92, and Merritt scored 69. Um, so, eel, hey, oh. and And I think this is probably going to be a pretty one-sided game as well. So I feel like Geelong's restricted midfield will continue this weekend. and that's why I don't like any of the free-o-mids.
1: Interesting. Rachel did get 132 on them earlier this year, but if they've changed tactic, then, yeah, I don't mind that call. Well, uh, Okay, we'll move on to... I reckon one of the games of the round. Bias. Uh, at one forty five pm on the Saturday, Western Bulldogs versus GWS Giants at
0: Mars. Just at, it, out of this that world. reminds me, Dana, I was going to mention that on the pod. There was some fucking crazy close games on the weekend and I don't know how Richmond won but they did. <laughs> yeah. um, Collingwood had a close one. like Lots of close games so that's really good for footy and I feel like, fingers crossed, there's there's another similar round coming this week,
1: yeah, yeah, so the Bulldogs versus the Giants is either gonna be a close win by the Giants or a blowout by the bulldogs. that's the only way I can see it, um especially at Mars it's fucking cold, and you know what Josh Faye with his long sleeves should get a starting gig I reckon big just for the the long sleeves in Ballarat
0: <laughs> um so early this year. Bont had a lazy 164 against the Giants. Um, doesn't have a super great record at Mars Stadium, but I feel like he'll be left to do basically as he pleases because the Giants don't really tag this year, Dano. So hmm. I do like Bont as the problem is he plays at the same time as the Geelong game. So I'm actually, oh, oh fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I'm talking between Stuart and Bont as my VC. It's tough. Um it's tough. It is, it is. I, I also like English in this game. If you own English, I think he'll do pretty well against the Brigmeister.
1: Yeah, English will get more possessions around the ground. Briggs will ragdoll the shit out of him in the ruck, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, so I can see that happening. Um, trying to look to see anyone who has a fucking hectic history and whatnot in this next game. Uh, but with the with the Bulldogs and the Giants, I like the bond. Um, and just because of Pato's statement earlier, if you got a, want a real POD VC, go Josh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's gonna burn after you said that. I reckon Always. he's gonna burn. Oh fuck. Um can I say a cheeky, a cheeky POD, and I've been toying with this, but it means that I'd essentially have like a hundred and thirty grand left over to not use and it's really fucking dumb because i think i need to use that money sam taylor Paddo,
0: oh stop it have you seen his run yeah it and- has been sexy good and the dogs do actually concede scores traditionally to intercept defenders as well so the, the thing no, is, no one has not, sam taylor
1: he's not an intercept defender though that's the thing he's just doing intercept. it Oh, he's just one eighteen, one seventeen, one thirty, one twenty-one. His last four.
0: Anyway, the Q class should be a ripper. Fucking oh, Pato,
1: one percent of teams own Sam Taylor. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, it's zero point six percent. But fuck it. <laughs> okay, we'll move on.
0: Q I clash. really like Lockie, Lockie Neal in this one. See, what about Josh Dunkley? Josh Dunkley for the second game back. Mm. Don't hate it. Scored 153 against them earlier in the year. Got 115 just, last
1: round, first game back. The
0: guys, the guys coming back from injury make me a little bit nervous because and I'm pretty sure Dunkley's was only a, a calf corky, but things can flare back up. And if this is a fairly one-sided game, it's someone that could get a bit of resting if it's still yeah. not 100%. I don't mind the
1: Dunks uh, in this one.
0: Uh, cheeky Noah Anderson. No, I think this will be a pretty one-sided game. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, Essendon versus Sydney at Marvel, 11th versus 12th. This is going to help shape the top eight, to be honest. Um, Who you got in this one, Paddy?
0: Uh, Luke Parker should hopefully have a nice big game against them. Sydney will probably tag one of the midfielders, and it's probably going to be Merritt. Can't see them tagging Parrish. I think I really like Redmond in this one, but I don't think you'd captain him.
1: Nah.
0: And other than that, nothing really jumps out at me.
1: Yeah, and Parrish doesn't have, like, his scoring history against um, Sydney isn't something to like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, no worries. Um, Zach Merritt's scoring history is up and down. He's gone 140, 57, 104.
0: Yeah, tag or no tag. So, yeah, don't love this one. I I like the other game that's Saturday night, don't know. I think there might be some juicy ones in this run. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, it's the Battle of the Crom. No, I'm kidding.
0: The the showdown?
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like the Battle of the Bridge, now the Battle of the Crom. The Crow versus the prison bars?
0: Nah. No. So, Connor Rosie's last two showdowns, have read 126 and 162. So, don't hate that. But, again, he probably doesn't quite have the pedigree to trust the captaincy on him just yet. Um, Rory Another... Laird week off is a little juicy, don't I? P-
1: Paddo, Paddo, you can't go and say no to Josh Dunkley after he's played one week back and yet go, oh, yeah, Rory Laird fucking <laughs> off off the fucking one-game break from injury, fuck, yeah.
0: Anyway, um, <laughs> other than that, do I don't that. Love, Yeah, I don't love anyone else in this game.
1: Don't like... Oh yeah, no. Nah. No one that you can trust with the C, unless you want to go a VC on them and then just LDU yeah. later. <laughs> the the option C,
0: op- the obvious C option is coming in this next game.
1: Yeah, okay. So Sunday Hawthorne versus St Kilda at Marvel. Who is it?
0: James Sicily scored one seventy-two against St Kilda in round eleven this year. Don't know they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted and. They typically do that for halfbacks because they just get numbers back and don't really pressure up in their forward line. So, typical Ross Lyon. I I feel like Sicily will get close to 200 in this game. So, I think that's an easy C option, honestly, if you own him. Damn. I'm not exaggerating there either. I I think he'll get close to it.
1: Yeah, okay. I actually don't like Jack Steele in this one. Don't.
0: Fuck Jack Steele. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um you know like when you get a random inkling on some random player that no one will, or some only a small amount of teams will own that really you shouldn't put the captaincy on but you feel like they're gonna pop off yeah
0: machito owens oh i also want to win this game dana i don't know why you're looking at saints players no i'm just i'm just giving options. Nah, yeah don't
1: do machito owens jack sinclair though could go big See, I, I
0: reckon Finn goes to Sinclair.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, Richmond versus Melbourne. MCG. Second last game.
0: Christian Petrarca. Uh, Petrarca is the obvious one. Although, since moving forward, he hasn't really shown the huge ceiling that he did earlier on in the year. Maxi gone. Um, Max Gorn isn't a bad option if Grundy doesn't play, just because I feel like Soldo has really improved his ruck craft. And if you brought him in, congratulations. But I think, yeah, if Gorn solo rucks, I think that's a really juicy matchup for him. Um, Tim Taranto, I feel like is due a big game. He's had a bit of attention the last couple of weeks. But I don't feel like Melbourne will go to him very much. He scored 144 against them in round six this year. Uh, Melbourne won that game. I think that'll be a little bit closer this time. And I think Toronto might do really well against them. Yeah. Good chat. Good chat.
1: Um, I can't really think of anyone else. What about Shay Bolton?
0: Yeah. Yeah, big big game could do well. Um, same with Dusty, but I feel like ultimately Melbourne win this game. Um, Jack Viney could have a, a sort of random big game here if you own him, um, has a really nice midfield role, but I think if you own Jack Vining, you're just happy with the higher scores and you're not looking at a yeah, okay.
1: Last game of the round, battle for Harley Reid. Blockbuster. <laughs> West Coast versus North Melbourne at Optus Stadium. Fuck, man, you've that like... You're, the, <laughs> you're not wrong with the West Coast. Like, Chessick would actually play half decent. But um with this one... What if
0: West Coast wins this game. Oh, dude. That would be
1: interesting. It would make things very interesting. They still won't finish this, second box. They'd
0: still get Harley Reed.
1: Yeah. Or they'd trade the picks two and three to for um, pick one or whatever. Uh, but anyway, LDU, I feel like, is just going to be a mad dog in this game.
0: Yeah, 143 against the Eagles in round one. Um, I feel like he eclipses that, could go 150 plus. Yeah. In this one, um, although West Coast may opt to send an O'Neill or someone to him, um, right. Tim Kelly could also get off the chain a bit. Um, North Melbourne have shown that they give up fairly big scores to opposition midfielders. Doesn't have the history against North Melbourne, but it's a bit of a hunch that I think he might go large. What about the She's? Yeah, I do like Shees as well. I think he'll be left to mop up absolutely everything. There's talk that Zeeble may miss altogether, not even be the sub. So I do like that. Um, 114 against them in round one for Sheezle. Um If for some reason you have a north forward, um, West Coast had Brody Hoff on um, on Mackay. No, Mackay? No, um, Constable. Uh, not Constable. Fuck. Kerno. Um, yeah. And Kuno at a lazy 10. So if for some reason you have a Zerhar or someone, um, could kick an absolute bag against West Nick Coast. Nick Yeah, Nick Larky could go largey. Oh, I saw what you did there. All right, Paddy, what's your Twitter
1: handle? It's at C, And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-C-C. Uh We've got a short podcast this week because, yeah, no one's got any fucking trades. So from us... At the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. A fuck off.